Vetrano's going to get us thrown out of here. This is lucrative. Yeah, it was sort of awkward when I had to have security escort you out of the building. <laughs> it was... Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. The run for the roses. The 149th Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. Rain last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. So if you plan on watching, you go to NBC's website. They tell you it starts at 11 a.m. our time, which Oof. is not why you're watching. If you're like into horse racing or whatever and some other stuff, then you're the 11 a.m. Going for the crowd. trifecta yes. or whatever. 99% of the viewing audience is not the 11 a.m. audience. You're looking for... The Kentucky Derby, like the two-minute race at the end of the whole Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. And that usually is around 5.45 our time. They're listing the post time as 5.57 this year. Hmm. Which seems a bit late to me. Yeah. But anyway, like, don't tune in at 11 and expect to see the race, right? You can do what you want. If you want to have it on all day, you got a derby party, that's fine. But the action that you're looking for is going to start after 5 o'clock our time with that race posting at 5.57. WTMJ's Sandy Mack, she's actually from Louisville, home of the derby. She's been to it several times. Yes, as a Louisville gal, I have been to the Kentucky Derby a few times. My very first time was as a kid with my parents. And you can go to the Kentucky Derby on a general admission ticket and go anywhere. You could go to the infield where it is basically spring break on steroids, <laughs> where a lot of people go and party, or you can go and stand on the outside of the track and watch like the first turn. That's a very coveted spot and uh, be in the boxes. Or you can be real fancy and you could be in Millionaire's Row and then the box seats and that's where all the people with the high heels and the big hats are. So that runs the gamut of the fan experience there for you. All right. So I did ask her, like, if you live in Louisville... And you're around Churchill Downs and you're around, you know, this culture all the time. Is this one of those events that you can't wait for or is it kind of meh? Yeah, we live yeah, here. been so there, seen good. it. Yeah, exactly. It's a pride point. Uh, okay, this good. is a celebration. Springtime in Louisville is just a magical time. That week leading up to it is Derby Festival Week. Every single day there's some ceremonious thing. On Thursday is the parade down Broadway. On Wednesday is the steamboat race. The Delta Queen from Cincinnati comes up and races the Bell of Louisville. The Calliope music plays it, and uh, there's a lot of gatherings down on the riverfront. 20 horses in the field last year. It was the 80-1 to shot who won the race in one of the great upsets of all time. No 80-1s this year. Sandy was showing me the breakdown of the odds of all the, the horses. There are some 50-1s in there. Ooh, okay. And then, uh, you know, the favorite is like a three to one or something like that. I always want the favorite to win only because I want to see if they can get all three. Get the triple crown. The pre- That's right. Yeah. Six, uh, seven, 14. So that uh, kicks off, what did I say? 5.57 our time is the post time for the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Sports is sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Make it four losses in a row for Milwaukee as Charlie Blackman had two hits and two RBIs and the Colorado Rockies used a five-run eighth inning to earn the 9-6 come-from-behind victory against the Brewers to complete the sweep on Thursday. 3-2. Lined out to right center field. Coming in is Weimer. He can't get to it. Has to let it drop. Two runs are going to score. 
It's a two-run single for Blackman, and it's 9-4 Rockies. 9-6 would be the final there in Colorado as the Brewers now fall to 18-13 and on the season following the loss. Milwaukee now heads to San Francisco for a weekend series with the Giants beginning tonight. That first pitch is set for 9-15, a late one tonight. Corbin Burns is slated to get the start for the Brew Crew. It will be a special night in Pewaukee tonight as the Pirates will be retiring the high school jerseys of Derek and TJ Watt. Pewaukee will retire the number 20 that was worn by Derek and the number 16 that was worn by TJ. Derek Watt joined Jen, Gabe, and Chewy over on ESPN Milwaukee this week and credits his journey at the school for being a big part of his success. There's so many great great uh, memories that I have with my teammates in high school and just the the grind that that it is and and the process that it took to get to where, you know, I am now and um obviously being drafted was a highlight for me and um you know really making it so far 7 years in the NFL is something that, you know, you can only I only dreamed of. The event tonight it begins at 6 p.m. and it is free to attend. The public is encouraged to partake. Over to the NBA after an early exit in the playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks will be looking for a new voice heading into next season. Mike Budenholzer out in Milwaukee after five seasons as head coach and a championship, uh, but this season a first-round loss to the Miami Heat uh, with Milwaukee as the number one seed. I think this is an organization now ready to hit the reset button. They are in the middle of a championship window with Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, certainly at the center of all that. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski there with the latest in Milwaukee. Woj also reporting the Bucks are in no rush and looking to take their time in hiring his replacement. Coach Bud led Milwaukee to its first championship in 50 years while winning nearly 70% of their games during his five-year tenure. Coming up, the deal of the decade in limbo, signing Unlimited, WTMJ News Time 718. on Wisconsin's morning news this morning. The deal of the decade, or maybe even the decades, is in limbo. Long sought after increase in state shared revenue for counties and municipalities. It's on the table, but already facing pushback from local leaders and a promise of a veto from Governor Tony Evers. Let's start there. I can't support the Republican plan as is, and frankly, I'll veto it in, in, in its entirety. So what is the problem? Assembly bill would increase payments to counties and municipalities across the state by a quarter, about a quarter of a billion dollars total. Governor Evers says that's not enough money. He also uh, wants to see other stipulations lifted. More on that in a moment. But Milwaukee County would be able to increase its sales tax under the deal. The city of Milwaukee could levy a new sales tax for the first time ever with a whole bunch of strings attached, however, and the governor doesn't like that. You know, here we, in one way, we want to bring them more money, and in another way, we want to take more control away from them. It doesn't make sense. Send me a clean bill that talks about the money that we're going to, we're going to give to the municipalities. Let's work together to make it happen, and I know we can get it done. You know, the governor says that at the end of, oh, let's work together, I'm ready to work together. But they're never working together. And I don't know whose fault that is, but these guys got to get in a room and stop negotiating via press release. But we do know that the mayor and the county executive have spent a lot of time in Madison. They have been in the room. A lot, a lot of stuff. In fact, there was a joke about that. We'll get mm-hmm. to that in a moment. But uh, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, you mentioned, in fairness, still doesn't like the deal himself. But he was in Madison, Madison testifying before the Assembly Committee, considering it. Um, 
neither he nor County Executive David Crawley want to have to put their sales tax increases to a binding referendum. Right now, as it stands, under this deal, they would be allowed to raise taxes in the county, levy a new tax in the city of Milwaukee, but in both cases, they'd have to go to the voters, put that question on the ballot, and get voter approval. TMJ4's Ben Jordan put this specific question to the mayor. Mayor, what would you say to Milwaukee voters who may be frustrated that you would like this decision to be taken out of their hands? Uh, I, I think that this is a decision that is very, very complex. It is, and it would be a complex case to try to make to the voters. The problem is, if the position you're trying to defend is, well, we can't put this to a vote because <laughs> it won't pass, so we'd rather let you have us jam it down their throats that's a tough position to defend it's a game of chance though really i mean what if what if it didn't pass then what well i think that's one of the if you want to subscribe to that argument that's a fair one in that look we need some certainty here as we're doing our budgeting process if we know we can count on this great if we can't we got to do something else but this does leave it in limbo i'll hear that but again it's a really hard position to defend but boy if we ask people what they want they would say no so then we better just stick <laughs> no, it to them <laughs> stick it to them oh, shoot i didn't what have was it that, ready. it was tommy stick yep. it to them yep one of my favorites so what stick else? it to them here it is what else is happening in madison Apparently, Representative Bob Donovan had a birthday. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. And you, you mentioned the meetings, first of all. So clearly, the mayor and the county executive spent time How there. many meetings? When did you quit counting? 50, 100? You know, uh, I used to take pictures outside the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> don't, say, don't take the pictures anymore. That's funny. He used it. to post that on his social yeah, media. Hey, look like, what I'm hey doing. I'm in Madison today meeting with the guys. Right. So, okay. So, yeah, you mentioned. So, yesterday was a big day for a lot of reasons. So, uh, David Crowley, the county executive, he also testified. Next up is the right honorable county executive, David Crowley, who is celebrating his third anniversary today of being sworn into office. All right. So, third anniversary being sworn in. Also, this. Hip, hip, questions? Thank you. It's always good to see you, sir. May the fourth be with you. (laughs) Sweet. <laughs> I got a big low way to go, Crowley. Yes, he's one of us. Be with you. Uh, so there's more reference to today's May the Fourth, and it has some association with Star Wars. But I'd also like to point out that today is International Firefighters Day. All right, so we have that as well. So a lot, a lot to to talk about during this hearing. Okay, uh, they didn't bring up Password Day. I mean, it was also Password Day. Yesterday. It was that less celebrated, and also a former Milwaukee alderman and current state reps birth. It's not only uh, County Executive Crowley's anniversary, but it's my birthday today. (laughs) Awesome. I would like to say publicly to the mayor, all I want for my birthday is a deal with Milwaukee. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) If you could be just a little more specific, you had mentioned the referendum. You don't think that that is something that can fly. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, and he was so basically then they saying, got down to work. Yeah, yeah, got to work and talked about. It. He actually referenced a game of chance that he's a, you know he can't he can't put this up to chance like you were saying because they need to be able to plan for it. But obviously, voting and using a referendum is still on the table. I would have expected my colleagues here in this new body that I serve to have known it was my birthday. I'm a, <laughs> can I say I'm a little offended, Eric? 
I was surprised that they applauded that. Is that you get <laughs> no. you get applause when sure it's your you birthday? Do. Made it another year. Good job. <laughs> Way to earn right. that. <laughs> News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management market update. Dow Jones Industrial Average off uh, once again down 287 points to 33,128. The Nasdaq down about 60 points to 11,966. S&P 500 down nearly 30 to 4061. For a deeper dive on the markets, you can listen to the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's always good to see you, sir. May the fourth be with you. (laughs) Join Steve Scafidi. He's trying to highlight the heroes around us who keep us safe. It's WTMJ's annual salute to service. It's presented this year proudly by Educators Credit Union. So if you know somebody, cop, firefighter, a nurse, someone like that, deserving of this award, you can nominate that person on our website, WTMJ.com. You fill out the form explaining why you think this person deserves recognition from all of us. Registration stops on May 12th. So you want to get these nominations in soon. Steve Scafidi's salute to service right here on WTMJ. Brewers 360 coming up next. We got Brewers President of Business Operations, Rick Schlesinger, with some huge giveaways at the ballpark for the next homestand. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Make it four losses in a row for Milwaukee as the Colorado Rockies used a five-run eighth inning to earn the 9-6 come-from-behind victory to complete the three-game series sweep on Milwaukee. They now head to San Francisco for a weekend series with the Giants that begins tonight. That first pitch is all set for 9-15. Corbin Burns is slated to get the start. And Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive. Brewers President of Business Operations, Rick Schlesinger, live with us this morning. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Vince. So Brewers return home all next week. We've got a series that opens against the Dodgers Monday and then looking ahead to next weekend. Got to start with Star Wars night. That comes up a week from Saturday. Yeah, Euchre, uh, Skywalker, Bobblehead. There's a theme night package. So fans uh, buy the package. They get the Uke, Skywalker, Bobblehead. And anything Uke is really popular. So uh, that, that will sell out for sure. Top of that, Rick, I've been to Star Wars night. What your in-game crew does with the player lineups, with all the other stuff that happens in between the baseball action. They're so creative. It's super fun. Yeah, they, they look forward to putting together the show, you know, and they have that marked on the calendar well in advance, and I know they put a lot of effort into it. It's fun, <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, Star Wars is part of our pop culture, and, and uh, you know, it appeals to everybody, and uh, so we have a lot of fun with it, and uh, it's, it's going to be a fun night. So also coming back this year, fans want to meet a couple of the guys from the team from time to time. you got these tap takeovers, and next week, Saturday, it'll be uh, Peter Strzelecki, one of our relievers, and broadcaster Tim Dillard will be behind the bar at Jay Line and Kugel's Barrel Yard before the game. Yeah, that'll be on uh, May 13th at 440 to 510, so uh, they'll be pouring beers, uh, interacting with the fans, and... Uh... Hopefully not partaking in the beverages because Peter <laughs> might have to pitch, and Tim is definitely doing some TV. So, uh, but they're they're great, and the players love doing that, and they're they're good at it, and it's fun, and it's, again, a great way for the fans and players to engage. I'm glad you said that about the players enjoying that, Rick, because I often think about it. It's such a simple thing 
to like make someone's day, right? And that's like a story yeah. they'll have for life, you know, to be able to meet a player and maybe get a, a get a beer from them. And you know, it, it's it's not a lot of work for the player, obviously, but it can mean a lot for a fan. Yeah, I mean, I think the players understand that we do autograph Sundays, and again, it's it's it may be a, a thirty second interaction with a fan, but you know, especially on autograph Sundays for a kid to get an autograph from a player. I mean, they'll talk about that for a long time. And again, the players like it, you know, they, they get it and they know the fans are important and the fans like the connection and they're, they're back to doing this kind of stuff because after COVID we had a lot of restrictions. You mentioned uh, Sundays, Rick is real special day at the ballpark. And uh, I want to mention again, this ticket deal that you have, because we talk all the time about affordability in sports. You've got the special package on Sundays, four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, and parking for $59. I mean, do the math on that. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, we're really sensitive to people who are on, you know, fixed incomes or have limited budgets or who's de- who are dealing with inflation, as we all are. And as I said before, you know, I don't want anybody to say they can't come to a game because they can't afford it. I want to make sure it's affordable. And, you know, whether it's this or, you know, the concession discounts or just generally a lot of ticket deals, we want people to come to the ballpark and get the place full and, and be able to enjoy it, enjoy it without worrying about how they're going to finance it. Well, I told you I'm working concessions this year. I'm one of those volunteers. We're raising money for our band in Greendale and the 414 hot dog. It's a hot seller. I saw you up there, Vinny. The thing is that <laughs> concerned me is you started giving away stuff for free. I mean, That's there's not. limits to our gratuity and, right. you know, our largesse. So, you know, you do need to charge the people, even though the prices are down. You're getting me in look, trouble with the I'm band. Vetrano's going to get us thrown out of here. This is lucrative. Yeah, it was sort of awkward when I had to have security escort you out of the building. It was, you know, because you're recognizable, and it was a little awkward. But you know what? We, commerce, commerce. Trump's everything. That's not true. All right, we're done with this. <laughs> Rick Schlesinger, Brewers President of Business Operations. Thanks, Rick. Thanks. Thanks, Rick! Vinny! Idea Man. Can you help me, Vinny the Lawn King? Innovator. I'll bag if it's going to be a showmo. Showmo. And Packers Hall of Famer. I'm going to be honest, I got no FOMO for your showmo. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. So, Tausch, the uh, rookie camp is on today in Green Bay. So all the new guys are coming to town. What happens at these? Are these like big-time workouts, or is it more just a... Do you introduce yourself to the group? Uh, do they, do yeah, they go around the circle? To... Hi, my name is... I'm Mark <laughs> from Mark. UW. Hi. I Is that what I sound like? Am I that nerdy? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Now, this is different than when I played. When I when we I got drafted on a Sunday, and then we had a mini camp that following Thursday or Friday, and it was not, hey rookies, come on in, we're gonna feed you, and you guys are gonna, you know, tell us about your feelings. It was all right, man. Here you go, block Bonnie Holiday, Favre's your quarterback. <laughs> you got thrown right in with the veterans, but... so it was a different uh, different time. But yeah, what. I think the nice thing when you have all the rookies come in is, A, that group bonds a little bit quicker because it's just those 25, 34, however many undrafted guys come in, and you get to kind of learn that process. It slows down. Uh, rather than just getting thrown into the mix and everything is you know, immediate, you have to know what you're doing, 
this is a much better way to kind of immerse yourself in what the Green Bay Packers' expectations are going to be for you. But there's no doubt. I mean, you have a lot of guys. There's two open roster spots that guys have been invited for basically a tryout to earn those two spots. And you want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. The draft picks are trying to just, you know, get all the pictures done and physicals and they have a ton of things that they need to do so it's a get to know you i'm sure there's little drills and icebreakers and things that to try to get the guys as comfortable as you can but then once you get out and play i uh, i would say this will probably be one of the more intense weeks of uh weekends of practice that these guys have because it's this is basically a lot of guys football careers are on the line trying to earn one of those roster spots Uh, it'll be an intense weekend up there. Tausch, when you were drafted and you made your way over to to Green Bay, it was a little bit different uh, back in 2000, but what was your welcome to the league moment? When did it hit you? Was it during these rookie mini camps? Was it maybe later on when Favre was around? When did it hit you that you were like, wow, I'm I'm, I'm a Green Bay Packer. This is is cool. Yeah, I always tell this because, you you know, the old locker room, this is before all the expansion and everything else, you'd walk in and, uh, there was the Green Mile, which is the the part way in the back that they kind of put undrafted free agents and everything else. And I was a seventh-round pick, one of the later seventh-round picks, and I was the locker kind of right on that border of in the locker room and back at the Green Mile. And I, I'll never forget walking in that locker room and seeing Favre and Frankie Winters, and my eyes were whoop, like deer in the headlights <laughs> because – here I had been, you know, a high school kid in Auburndale watching these guys, and then when I went down to Wisconsin, uh, winning us that that team won a Super Bowl. So I was just a big fan that was out there, and you you almost want to go and ask for autographs, but you're so nervous that you kind of just stick to yourself, try to make sure you're going in the right place, you're on time, and then reality hits you real quick when Vonnie Holiday tries to do a hump move and throw you into the stands <laughs> while you're trying to protect for Brett. So when all of that comes together, there's that initial phase of, holy cats, I can't believe I'm up here. And then there's a, I better get my blank together. I'm not going to be up here very long. That that synopsis of time, that goes very quickly because it's fun. It's also really nerve-wracking. And then once you get out and start playing football, you understand real quickly that if you're not doing a a decent job, you're not going to be here very long. And that was kind of my quick little version of how how my first couple weeks up in Green Bay went. Tausch, Vince made an interesting point earlier. Are some of these guys still in school? Like, would they actually go back? Oh, yeah. got exams, right? Yeah, there's uh, – so there was, there's always – if you – Ohio State was one school. There are a couple other schools. Guys would have to miss uh, parts of minicamp because that was one of the rules is if you're in a semester, you had to finish a certain amount of stuff in order to go – I don't know. I'm guessing with everything that's changed that that's not the case. But, yeah, I literally was doing a – I think I was either in a master's class or – I don't exactly remember, but I was still taking classes while I was doing minicamp. Obviously, I was much more worried about the minicamp than I was about the classes, and I'm sure that would be the same case for these guys. But, yeah, you have – I'm telling you, man, your head is spinning when you're trying to figure all this stuff out. And all of it comes back to, while I'd love to do well on my uh, biomolecular chemistry exam, <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie to you, I was more worried about how am I blocking this three technique on uh, 96 power than I was worried about you know, if I got an A in 
music for military or whatever. <laughs> Boy, you, you took some awesome That probably was a class. <laughs> Yo, right. They send you I'll, back. I'll say this. I signed up for biomolecular chemistry, like, legitimately, and I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I would not. Uh, science wasn't my deal. Uh, I'm sure that surprised me. How did anyone let that happen? Why did you sign up for that? Uh... <sighs> That's a great question, Vinny. I'll have to. I guess I'll just take basket that. weaving with the rest of them. Yeah, there was uh, music. Was always the <laughs> class at Wisconsin. It, <laughs> if you went into one of those big lecture halls and it was Michael Lacrone's class, you were going to see athletes everywhere. <laughs> You're good. All right, Tess. And, and I, I'll, I'll say this: I'm still not very musical. <laughs> I don't know. Just didn't take, huh? What? No, it never stuck.